1: My sweet smoke flying through the air it's the way I feel. Smoking
0: on cigar. All right everybody that was Jeff Pitchell's fat cigar you were listening to and that means it's time for not just blowing smoke coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio headquarters in Hooks New Hampshire. We are uh, here live on Facebook and YouTube. If you're watching, we're also going to have this episode up on uh, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, basically wherever you can get a podcast from. Make sure you subscribe and follow us there or here, as the case may be. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Nick and Dave, and we have Brett Bowersox with us tonight from Aganor
2: Salif. Seven-hour Brett, break. it's nice to see you. Great to see you as well, sir. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thanks for being on. We yeah, appreciate it. And excited. We are going to be smoking the uh, uh, Aganor Leaf JFR Lunatic Short Titan Maduro. You want to tell us a little bit about this cigar?
2: Yeah, so the Lunatic Short Titan Maduro, it's actually funny. The name Lunatic came from the fact that when we first did this cigar, it started as the 8x80 Cell. That's where the name. <laughs> that's where the name "lunatic" comes from. Makes a little more sense now. Yes, yeah, it does. It does. So the 8x80 did so well. Thank God we actually came out with some normal sizes. So we got the short Titan, the 60 ring gauge. We mm-hmm. have the short Robusto, which is a 52 ring gauge. The El Chiquito, which is a 70 ring gauge. And then in the Maduro, there's another one called the Jackhammer, 8x60. Ooh.
0: Eight
2: mm-hmm. by sixty. Yep. So San Andres Maduro wrapper, all of our Aganor leaf Nicaraguan filler and binder. Also mm-hmm. comes in a Habano version as well. Ecuadorian mm-hmm. Habano wrapper.
3: That's also a good one. You've, that's uh, also good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's let us sample that
0: one. Yeah, that that's a fantastic. thing. Fam- yeah. I love both. I. This is this is one of the best value cigars in the
2: store. Yes. That's yeah, what sure. I was gonna say. Uh, bang for the buck. It's pretty tough to beat. Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to beat. Very good it
0: Smokes great. I mean, already you can, you know, uh, look at the burn there. It's burning fantastic. Perfect draw. Mm -hmm. Um, Great, great cigar. And tonight we are pairing that with Jack Daniels, the 724 Barrel Select. Oh, yeah. That is a a single barrel that Kurt picked out for the bar. Uh, So Jack Daniels, of course, is a mix of different you know, uh, uh, barrels of stuff so that it tastes the same all the time. This is one particular barrel, so while it certainly tastes like Jack Daniels, there's, it's not exactly what you can get in the store if you know no, what you're tasting.
3: No, it's totally different from what you get in the store. That single barrel for me, when I first had the single barrel that you get from the store, I thought it was going to be, oh, my God, it was going to be so good. It was going to be almost like Gentleman Jack but with a little bit more flavor, mm-hmm. and I had a drink of it, and the store bought one. I couldn't even finish it. I gave the bottle away. That's how I was. I was so disappointed in that bottle, and then when I came to work at the shop, one of the first drinks Kurt uh, gave to me was this one, and I was so taken back by the flavor. So smooth. So it's everything that I envisioned single barrel Jack would be, mm. and it was. It was mm. great.
0: Yeah, it's great. Great spice, little. Uh... Yep. What other tastes are you picking up there? Uh I'm deep
3: thinking... like a deep brown sugar caramel. Yes. That's what yeah. I was just gonna say. It mm. was it and then like you get that wood at the end, mm-hmm. which is pretty much like that with almost every whiskey and bourbon, mm-hmm. uh, because they're aged in bourbon barrel uh sorry, oak barrels. Yeah. Um but it's it's, <laughs> it's so good.
0: By definition they're By, aged in bourbon barrels. There made? is, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: but so so good kurt does an unbelievable job kendra does an unbelievable job when she picks him as well
0: Mm -hmm. very very true so you can get this if you go to uh the lounge uh 724 lounge at the lenonderry location and every day at 724 you can get a shot of that for 724 Mm -hmm. it makes sense in some way makes all the sense yeah now Brett, you're pairing this with uh, something else. What are you, What are you pairing it with? Uh,
2: diet root beer.
0: Diet root beer. Yeah. yeah. Now root beer is something that that we sell in the store, and diet root beer too. And that seems to go with a lot of cigars too is that is this a good
2: pairing for you yeah it's a good pairing just you know that little bit of sweetness in there it's actually a ginger root beer as well so it kind of Ooh, uh, so kicks things spice. up a notch yeah it yes. does mm. we're going heavy this time Ooh. but uh my personal favorite pairing with cigars is coffee yeah you coffee, can't, go wrong, with you can't coffee. go wrong with it that's my favorite cigar of the day wake up in the morning grab a cup mm-hmm. of coffee light up a cigar that's the best one of the day nice. absolutely
0: so before we get into some other things here what what does the jfr mean
2: so, JFR stands for Just for Retail. So yeah. When we start a line, strictly just for retail, brick-and-mortar retail. Okay. So, we do allow it to be sold online if that online or that uh, brick-and-mortar retailer has an online presence. They can sell it online. Mm-hmm. What we really do these days is really keep an eye on the price. It's heavily price protected. Okay. Um, basically, if somebody tries to, you know, pull some funny business, mm-hmm. usually uh, one of us will get the uh, phone call and we'll uh, shut it down as fast as humanly possible. Nice. Mm. Yeah. J- no, JFR, that's good for us. No, it's great for the retailer. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we want to keep it that way. Like I said, it's really for our brick-and-mortar partners. You know, you guys are the backbone in this industry. We want to make sure you guys are taken care of. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. And um, uh, let's see. So what are you picking up, Nick, from the cigar?
3: Nice chocolate note in there. (laughs) There is a nice
0: dark cocoa, I think.
3: Nice chocolate note, some earth, Mm -hmm. spice, of course. Mm -hmm. We're dealing with Argonosa tobacco, of course. Um, A little leather in there. Leather. Yep, a little leather. That chocolate note's really kind of coming through. It's in the foreground for me. A um, little bit of wood. Mm-hmm. That spice is right after that chocolate note, which is extremely pleasant. You get that a lot in the retro hail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and a really nice finish of leather. A finish little bit. Finish of leather. A little bit, not too much. Other cigars, like The Last Call uh, from Crown Heads, has a really long, powerful leather finish
2: aj fernandez
3: yeah
0: yeah (laughs) it's
2: all right man it's all nicaragua it's good that's right Um,
3: (laughs) but um it's really it's a really good smooth Mm -hmm. medium body just a perfect all-around cigar what do
0: you what do you get from it brett is
2: he is he talking out of his ear no 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 he's definitely got it i mean basically (laughs) <laughs> the one thing with uh, one thing with Aganorsa that you get, almost no matter the blend, mm-hmm. basically the backbone is kind of sweet and spicy. Mm-hmm. So that's really, you get a lot of that sweetness from that Corojo. The Criollo really brings in some of that spice, which also there's a little bit of that in the Corojo as well. So that's mm-hmm. the easiest way to describe almost anything Aganorsa, either, you know, even if it's a Connecticut shade or a San Andres Maduro, you're going to get oh. some components of sweet and spice. Mm. So, now, uh,
0: spice can mean a whole lot of things to a whole lot of people. Certainly well, what, can. what kind of spice are you getting from this?
2: Honestly, You guys, all all the bloggers, all the reviewers, man, there's like all sorts of spices I didn't even know existed, man. To me, it's just just like either pepper or it's spicy. So to me, you know, you have black pepper and then you have baking type spices like cinnamon, nutmeg. To me, it's really one or the other. With this, it's more of a pepper.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's very much a black pepper kind of spice.
2: Yeah, and I think more in our Corojo dominant blends, you get more of that baking spice component. You'll get a little bit of that type of cinnamon type note.
0: Like in the Connecticut?
2: Yeah, Connecticut, definitely. Yeah
0: um dave are you picking up anything else uh
4: well for me this is very salt and pepper um, salt and pepper and uh uh earthy and salt and salt and pepper
0: where are you getting the salt from
4: Uh, it's on my tongue as soon as i bring in the smoke it's uh pepper in the retrohale mm-hmm. yep. yep i
0: definitely get the pepper in the retrohale no, mm-hmm.
2: um, well, the salt component is actually known in the uh the criollo 98 actually if you put the uh your tongue to the roof of your mouth while smoking just straight up criollo 98 mm-hmm. sometimes you can definitely pick up a strong salt note and this blend does have a lot of that criollo 98 in from estely so getting a little there bit of salt go. in there makes sense
0: i'm picking up like some espresso kind cocoa. Of stuff too like some really strong coffee stuff in there too mm-hmm. yeah to now, me you, i'd say you, that's you'd, back you'd never I know don't. because you don't drink, I coffee. don't drink coffee no but since you are a coffee guy yes do you get some like dark kind of coffee kind of stuff from this?
2: to me, that's probably the main flavor component Mm -hmm. is coffee, espresso-type flavors, for sure. I mean, coffee, chocolate, I mean, you can definitely pull out Simple cigar for sure. But, yeah, definitely, to me, that's Mm. the major component, definitely a coffee flavor to the cigar.
0: Right, right. Mm. So, Brett, how did did you get into the cigar industry? (laughs)
2: Uh, So, uh, (laughs) I've actually been in the industry since I was about 22 years old, uh, 34 now. Ooh. So... Basically, it's kind of a funny story. Not really that funny of a story, but growing up, my uh, best friend growing up, his father was a firefighter. Okay. And basically, he was always allowed to smoke cigars when he was on the job back then. Back in the good old days, you can't Mm -hmm. smoke while you're a firefighter anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. stay in New York. But basically, his old man always had a humidor. So before we were 18, we'd always go raid his humidor and uh, steal his cigars. So basically, just started smoking at a really young age. I started smoking cigars like 16 years old or so, 15, 16. So once I turned 18 really just start hanging out in cigar shops like 18 Mm. 19 years old so i got to know a lot of the managers and store owners because i think they kind of like took a liking to me they're like yeah like really young kid like hanging out in the cigar shops Nice, (laughs) back Uh, when you could yeah exactly not anymore those Mm -hmm. days are gone too (laughs) but uh yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of a tacky story, but back in the uh the puff.com days, if you recall those, actually <laughs> What is it? Puff.com is like one of the original cigar forums really years ago. Puff.com, puff.com. I've never heard of that. Yep. AOL. Yeah. yeah, it was before the <laughs> before the B O T L days, going yep. way back. Mm. So uh I actually met a gentleman named Clint Aaron. He uh came up to uh did an event in my neck of the woods, and I saw it through the Puff.com website. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, I'll go check it out. Went to the event, met him basically we just got to talking after, you know, a little while, you know, it's kind of picked his brain about representation. I was like, so yeah, you know, what was a rep do? Like, do you need reps? Like, how does this work? I had no idea how it worked. Mm. Like I didn't know commission based salary based. Right. One of the first stores I went into, you know, they, they asked for net 30 and I had no idea what the hell that was. <laughs> I needed them to explain it to me. But, uh, basically, you know, Clint, And uh, shout out to Clint. I haven't seen him in a long time. He's a great guy. I think he runs a shop down in uh, Virginia now, but he had a brand Mm -hmm. called, again, 262. And he's like, said after uh, talking with him for a little bit, he's like, yeah, let's give it a go. So that was my first line. I started repping that when I was 22 or 23 years old. Right. Got into a handful of stores. And then from there, just kind of grew organically. Picked up a couple other lines along the way. Um, I've sold... Eddie Ortega's cigars. I had Espinosa at one point, Pinot del Rio, Abraham Flores's line. Mm. Um, the one that really helped me take off in the industry, though, was basically when I got the call from the Quesada family out of the Dominican oh, yeah. Republic. Yeah. Yep. So that was, I believe, 2011 was the year I started selling Quesada cigars. And right around that same time point, I moved from New York to New Hampshire, Manchester, get a little bit closer to the, uh, the key accounts. <laughs> and uh, that was pretty much it. That was when I switched and went full time. So, that would be one of them. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. Go go back and uh, ask her how much I was in his shop back in the old days. The uh, the old spot. It was pretty much nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. he got sick of me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did you now I think I think,
0: text. think that uh, um, we've already had a clue as to how this maybe came about, but uh, how did you end up with Agonorsa? <laughs>
2: so Agonorsa, so getting to Agonorsa from how I was talking about uh the Casada family, yep, and I'm yep. sure you guys already had Mr. Riley on, Terrence Riley on the show, yep. So he was with the, the Casadas since I believe 2008, the year that Casa uh, Magna got cigar, of the uh, year for cigar right. aficionado. Mm-hmm. Uh, about four years ago, he actually parted ways with the Casada family, and me as an independent rep, I can sell essentially whatever I want to. Right. Um, when Terrence left and went to Agonorsa, he gave me a call. He's like, listen, he's like, I'd really like you, you know, to sell this stuff as well, and Terrence was always great to me. We work excellent together. He's such a great guy. Yeah, Terrence, awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically when he called me, I'm not going to lie, I was a little hesitant at first. Because, mm-hmm. you know, going back four or five years ago, I mean, Aganorsa, yeah, now we're blowing it up fast. But mm-hmm. back then, yeah, nobody had any idea what it was. So I was like.
0: Right, because Agonorsa was really more or less just making cigars for other people, selling tobacco, not really
2: yeah, focusing I mean, super, on their
0: own brands, right? Yeah,
2: incredibly well-known inside the industry. Correct. So if you were a manufacturer, Everybody knew Aganorsa, but on the consumer side, even the retail end, people mm. really had no idea what Aganorsa was. So it was a bit of a leap of faith, but I'm not going to lie, with Terrence behind it, and then mm-hmm. obviously being in the industry, having smoked some of the Aganorsa products in the past and knowing the quality of the tobacco, the reputation, right? Said it, uh, he didn't have to twist my arm too much for me to be like, <laughs> yeah, man, let's give this a go. And uh, luckily, it's worked out extremely well for us. I mean, every year, the sale's just to the moon.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how long have you been with Aganorsa now?
2: Uh, this is year four
0: year four for you
2: yep so three and a half years now
0: all right so now this is a great would you would you say this is a solid medium or would you go medium plus
2: you know it's kind of funny we build this full body but mm-hmm. the blend's been around for a pretty long time so that's mm-hmm. definitely part of it um these days i would say it's a solid depending on your palate it's either a seven or an eight out of ten is where i okay, would put yeah, it. Medium yeah, plus yeah. if you smoke a lot of milder stuff it's going to seem you know more medium full medium maybe even low full to me mm-hmm. it's a uh, medium plus i would say
0: yeah yeah i, I that's where i would put it myself Le- yeah. with, in terms of flavor and s- strength of flavors and stuff
2: yeah it's definitely uh is that full flavor full body strength mm. i would put like i said medium full because it's definitely got that heaviness that body on the palate that full flavor is definitely there as well right. but strength wise nicotine wise it's not a powerhouse
0: mm. now if you like stronger cigars what other you're going to like this yes. what, what other cigars in the agonor line would people like to go to
2: i would say some of our strongest stuff uses the uh shade grown corojo 99 so that's a mm-hmm. proprietary wrapper that we grow up in jalapa mm-hmm. so basically we grow corojo 99 just like you grow connecticut shade tobacco okay cover it with cheesecloths and basically we take the highest priming leaves the Lajaro, mm-hmm. very high priming and we Ferment those for an extremely long time to make a Corojo 99 Maduro. What's so again, an
0: extremely long time?
2: Um, honestly, I'm not even 100% sure, but let's put it this way. The regular stuff <laughs> the regular stuff is a couple years, so this is probably many years. Oh, I know that they, okay, were, yeah. they were working on this wrapper for 20 years. Wow. Trying, wow. trying to get it dialed in. 20 years, yeah. man. So I don't know all the secrets, but I know that they, were, they put in the time to develop it. And wow. that wrapper, what they were really going for was not necessarily a powerhouse, but they wanted to do something that basically increased... Uh, the attributes of regular Corojo 99. So they wanted something stronger and more full body, but they wanted to maintain that natural sweetness that's really signature yeah. to Corojo 99. I-, I can imagine that's gonna be difficult yeah. to do. Extremely difficult. And I think they nailed it for sure. Uh, it took a little bit of time. There were some hiccups in the yeah. beginning, but 20 now- 20 years. Now, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, exactly it's a long fucking time, but uh, yeah, it's pretty dialed in now. Yeah. So the uh, cigars in our portfolio use that would be Guardian of the Farm Night Watch. Right. Mm. So, uh, that one, Aganor Salif Signature Selection Maduro, mm-hmm. yep. the Lunatic Locos, the Perfectos. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then usually, I believe this year as well, but last year we did our Anniversario blend in a Maduro, and it used that wrapper as well. Okay. So, our cigars coming out with that wrapper on it. Those are definitely our strongest blends, I would say, in my opinion. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And again, not a powerhouse. I'd say pretty much everything that we do is from like a four or five out of ten on strength to, uh, you know, probably an eight, maybe S- a nine, eight. depending yeah. on your palate, like, Anytime. Like if I'm doing an event and a guy walks in and goes, Hey man, all I smoke is, you know, La Florida Minaconda double La Heros. I'm like, buddy, I'm like, just go get those. I'm like, I got nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, have I think, I think, I think in that, in that
3: case, if somebody, you know what I mean? In our, you know, uh, our point of view as, as tobacconist at twin smoke shop, if somebody does come in and ask that, I would probably try to turn them on to this cigar. It's not gonna be a double a harrow digger or anything yeah. like that, but man, this thing's got some really it's got
0: some good flavor. It's, it's got some, got some really
3: nice flavor. It's got some backbone that you can have it with a whiskey or a bourbon, because most of the people that come through Twinks Smoke Shop in Londonderry location is gonna go <laughs> Twinks Twins. twins. Sorry. Twins. Twins. <laughs> Twinks.
0: Twinks and twins.
3: Um, <laughs> oh God. I love that commercial uh, I'm, I'm surprised Kurt's not in the commercial anyways. Twink, um, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, but they're going to go upstairs and have a bourbon or a scotch sure. or, or a whiskey. So this would be perfect. I would think it would be perfect. The only thing, obviously it wouldn't go for somebody with a, uh, liking to double Double diggers is the length, obviously. But well, as okay. far as they've
0: got that going for there's other sizes, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We have the yeah the lunar the jackhammer or the jackhammer. It's basically right. the we, same we size. We currently so. don't
3: have that in stock maybe sometime uh, down the line we will yeah but as it of right me. now but this this has some really nice backbone to it <laughs> three square feet
0: of retail space for that <laughs> <film>. yeah exactly <laughs> oh boy no no i mean we <laughs> <to> love that <laughs> oh my gosh that's the only thing with those longer cigars some yeah. people like you know i used to be a big double digger fan yeah because i liked you know Ten bucks, eleven bucks. You you smoke for three hours. That's um, that's and it was a good cigar. It was was a a very good stronger cigar. cigar. You know the the um, uh, the lunatic, awesome Mm. in that size. You know, but you know even this I think burns a lot longer than I expected it to.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean I would agree with that assessment. Most of our stuff definitely burns pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, definitely that's you know a sixty. Some of our more potent tobaccos in there. Yeah, it's gonna burn a little bit slower. I mean, definitely burn time on this, even though it's a smaller sixty ring gauge, about an hour. Oh yeah, at least I would at say. I, I smoke pretty slow, but yeah, I would say even if you're a, you know, pretty quick pace you smoker, you're still gonna get an hour out of it.
0: You could, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm smoking, I think a little bit faster than usual, just because we're on the show here, puff, yeah. puff and all that stuff. But this could, I could drag this for about an hour and a half. Oh, if sure. I was taking my time, enjoying oh, yeah. myself absolutely now if you like more mild stuff what are some of the agonorsa products that you would recommend to
2: people? so this is the other part it's kind of funny so even like our milder stuff not very mild so our agonorsa leaf connecticut for example all of you guys that smoke that it's oh yeah absolutely excellent connecticut the, one of beautiful. the best yes. Connecticut one shade of the best yeah the, the shade wrapper on that is really just like the frosting on the cake mm-hmm, the, true so it's it's still classic agonorso where like i said it's got that sweetness it's got it's that body spice, it's got that yeah. spice in there so again i hate saying this when i'm doing events and a guy comes in he's like hey you know i smoke a lot of mac and Nudo, you know i love ashton classics he's like you got a connecticut for me and i'm like yeah buddy i'm like i got a connecticut for you i'm like this is uh, not what you're expecting, though. This one's, no, got but... it. this one's got a lot more going on. But I love getting those guys to try to, you know, yeah. pick it up just a little notch. And I'd yeah. say most of the time it goes well. Sometimes you get that guy who comes back and just goes, "Man, that thing's just too strong." But you know, yeah. it's a great gateway cigar. I think to it really is. get some people to but, just yeah. take that step up and try but something th- with a little more I've, oomph, a little more character.
3: Yeah, I've changed people over from. You know I've what I mean? People. I've changed people <laughs> um, over from ashton classics or there were you know hardcore ashton cabinet guys yeah um to your connecticut and they've loved it i've I've told them you know they're like oh well i kind of want to you know go outside of the box today what do you got and the first one that i always go to is the Argonauts connecticut i think that cigar is fantastic for what it is the price point the toro we got it at what 8.99 something like that um And it's fantastic i think it's fantastic and i recommend it to people i'm like go upstairs sit down give it a chance smoke it and they come back down and they thank me for it and they're like okay well i'm gonna come in and get you know grab six or grab a box and you know it starts it like that and it's just a fantastic cigar
2: yeah like I said, hate using the term "not your grandfather's Connecticut." But for this one, it's it's true. Dead. Definitely
3: not your grandfather's Connecticut. Yeah, it described to a T. It's absolutely true. Well, most of one. most of the stuff out there right now is not your grandfather's Connecticut. Yeah, in the so, South, degree, yeah,
2: we're not the first ones to the dance with uh, you know a more potent Connecticut. You know, like the right. My Father Connecticut a stronger cigar. There's definitely mm-hmm. some other manufacturers yeah. out there that have made some pretty potent Connecticuts. You know, like capaguan has been around forever. Which, yep. is, honestly, yep. that's another one. It's probably one of the best Connecticuts on the market. Yep. And that's mm-hmm. not a it's a milder cigar again, but it's not super mild. Mm. So.
0: Now, let me ask you this. Um, we do a segment on the show called Pastor Padron Cigar Confection- Confessions. <laughs> Confections. <laughs> Confections. Yeah. yeah. What a week! cooking? It's, it's yeah. so We're sweet. Hey, it's if, so if, sweet. If Nick can say Arganosa, I can say Con- <laughs>
3: Arganosa. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I know I'm um, pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, and that's where I kind of talk about, like, my cigar pet peeves. Ah uh, shoot, man. All right. And with you on the show, I want to know. What's one of your cigar smoking pet peeves, or if you want to be positive, you know, keep the wife happy, <laughs> you know, girlfriend happy, then, then, you know, what's something you wish people would either do or stop doing so that they would enjoy your cigar better?
2: we will so, the... <laughs> <laughs> got a lot. The first lot. thing that popped in mind was. One thing that drives me nuts, I see when somebody's done with their cigar, they take it and they crush it out. Oh, that's, that's probably my biggest pet peeve. I wish that. Paul was here. Cutting, <laughs> way, cutting way too much off, you know, taking a half inch of the cap off my cigar. Oh, my, my gosh, cigar. I hate that. Oh, yeah. man. that. Fucking drives me nuts. I, I
0: saw somebody once buy, a, buy an Atabay. You know, it was a $30, $30 cigar. Yeah. And they were talking about how much they loved it and everything. Yeah. And then they took it over and they literally cut an inch. Yeah. Off top of the cigar, and I, I audibly gasped,
2: oh. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> you, just, yeah you, you just cut like six just, bucks off, man. Yeah. oh my god, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. I can't yeah. even believe <laughs> it, right? Oh. Like,
0: you could stick that in your pipe and smoke it for another 45 minutes. What yeah, are you, you doing? Did. Oh my god,
2: oh my gosh, yeah. I'd say another one of my, I wouldn't even call this a pet peeve, it's almost more of a recommendation. It's something I see a lot, I actually hear this from you know, national sales managers, a lot of people that really travel around the country a lot. Right. that consumers in other parts of the country are a lot more receptive to, I don't want to say salespeople, but it it really is. It's salespeople. Let's face it. People in New England are kind of skeptical. Sales guy comes up to them (laughs) like, hey, man, you know, how's it going? I got something to show you. And they're like, yeah, get the hell away from me, buddy. I don't care. I know what I want. Mm. The one thing I would say is, you know, be a little more receptive, maybe not to the (laughs) sales pitch, but a lot of times, like when I do the Agonorsa events, you know, we do the Agonorsa experience. I bring bring the Fumas, you know, Mm -hmm. we make it really informative. Mm -hmm. So again, not really a pet peeve, I'd be like, you know, maybe give the guys a shot, you know, when you walk in the store, you know, if that guy, you know, he's really polite mm-hmm. to you, he's got his stuff set up. Now, for you know, those of
0: us who may not have been to your thing, and we, all of us have, but for listeners out there, what is a FUMA?
2: Yes, we should probably explain that. That would yes. be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So, what we do at events, we call it the Agonorsa Experience. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I'll bring two FUMAs with me, and what a FUMA is, it's literally just an individual leaf of tobacco rolled up. Right. So, basically, you get to taste the tasty individual components. And again we're talking about cake here but it's kind of like you know you get to try the sugar you get to try the egg and then you smoke a cigar that being the cake so you get to kind of you know draw out those individual components smoke those first so when i do selling events instead of just standing behind a table and be like yeah, buddy, you know, here's the cigars I got, buy three, get one free, you know, what do you think?
3: Right, it's, yeah. It's,
2: mm-hmm. Hey, Manuel, you know, come over, check this out, you know, let me tell you a little bit about the company. I've yeah. got a couple things that you it's can It's a little sample. bit more involved. Yeah, exactly, and hopefully it draws them in. It's really informative, too. Yes. You know, you get a little bit of insight mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally get. You know, it's one thing for me to stand there and, you know, talk about tobacco all day. You know, I could do that, too, but actually giving somebody something, you know, like that to actually smoke, it, it makes a world of a difference. So, really, like I, said, I mean, Going to an event, and that guy, like I said, really polite salesperson wants to give you a little bit of information, just to be a little more receptive.
0: That's some good advice. Mm. That's some good advice. And and doing those special tastings with the fumas, that's so educational, because you know, um, being able to pick out the different tobaccos that are in a cigar when when you realize you can do that mm-hmm. because you've tasted this, you've tasted this, and you know, oh, now I. That's what it's like to get it's it really just increases your experience
2: yeah yeah and i think with our stuff it's exceptionally easy to do because really it's just a very two, simple blend yeah right? it's those two seed varieties mm-hmm. so some other manufacturers do this as well and they do an excellent job i'm not taking anything away from all, right you know they'll do like five or six different components i think once you get the component four or five it, everything becomes muddled and i think you're yeah. going to kind of find that in the blend too that'll become muddled especially after smoking that many components with us just quick here's one take a handful of puffs you're good to go here's the second one handful of puffs you're getting that flavor good to go all right now smoke them together see the balance mm. and then hey man off to the races let's smoke an actual cigar And when you smoke the cigar you should be able to like oh that sweetness I'm getting in there that's from the Corojo 99 or you know that earthiness that leather that you're tasting earlier mm-hmm. that's really from the Criollo 98 from Esteli I get those components now yeah and I think Especially, it's kind of like that Eureka moment for a lot of cigar smokers, especially novice cigar smokers. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, man, you know what? I've always smoked cigars. I always hear people, you know, talk about, you know, this tobacco and this flavor and that. It's like something like this is so simple. Right. That it really allows you to take that next step up and really understanding the blends and really tasting the cigars.
4: Mm-hmm. Very no, true. I thought that was awesome when we did it. I was so excited. Yeah, it yeah, was, was really great. cool. Well,
0: what did you like most about it?
4: Um, I'm The thing that the thing that I liked most was like, you know, having, like, you know, I think we did, did we do two or did we do three? I think we did three or something like that. Yeah. And, um, when you smoke all three together at once, it was just like, wow. It was just like, you know, it's like making a sandwich. You get everything like you get bread, peanut butter and jelly. And <laughs> it's like It's
3: like just a, like, like a Ben
4: uh yeah. It all yeah. comes
0: down to peanut butter and jelly for Dave. That's what good. Hey
3: man, that's America's tradition right there, baby. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well,
0: Going from uh, cigar confessions to tips and tricks, it's probably a good segue there. And uh, what we wanted to do tonight was to talk about some things to help you um, overcome problems that you might have or challenges you might have with smoking cigars. And um, the first thing I wanted to do, and this was what you wanted to do, Dave, you Mm want to how do you how can you make sure you don't do what brett said and lob an inch off your cigar mm-hmm. how can you make sure you get a yep. perfect cut all the time
4: well if you use our 724 cutter actually brett can i see your cutter yes sir thanks so if you use our 724 color which is is not but it's the same thickness uh <laughs> th- these cutters are remarkable so what you can do is like as yeah, either a novice you know, or someone who's been smoking a lot and drinking a lot, you can put it flat on the table and open it up, put your cigar in, and then close it, and then you'll take off the right amount of cap, and then you can look at the cigar and be like, oh, that's how much I'm supposed to take off. It also helps if you're really drunk, so you don't do even... <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's yeah. wonderful.
0: That's wonderful, Dave. You know, another thing that that does is it keeps the cut straight. Yep across the cigar instead of angling it. One of the things that I always had unless trouble with.
3: Unless you're holding the cigar at an angle when you put it on the table, and then when you cut it, it's going to cut at an angle. Yes, well, <laughs> that, that may be if you're hey, drunk. This isn't about yeah, yeah. We're going to get there you eventually. Yeah. Now, there are, people, there are
0: people who like cutting their, their cigar. Chris, Christian Aroa likes to cut yep. his cigar a little bit at an angle. Yep, Scardium walks also does, you too. You can do that. You know, you can cut it however you want it, but hopefully you put it up and down like that. Look, I'm see how I'm doing it right behind the bottle so that nobody can see what I'm doing? <laughs> all right, there, let's do this. There you go. Okay, you just take it like that, boom, cut it, you're good. That's awesome. Now, this is something that that uh, is very interesting in this particular time period in which we live, COVID times. Mm. Now, I know it's all coming to an end and everything, but... I know a lot it... of a lot of cigars, a lot of cigar shops, you know, had to take away the community cutter mm-hmm. and cutting other people's cigars, you know, for for the sake of staying clean and not infected with anything. Now, you've if you have watched this sh- podcast for any length of time, you know we're not really big community cutter people no anyway. Way. So if it never comes back, we're all fine with that. But So many people are in the habit of coming to a cigar shop and having them cut the cigar for them or to have a community cutter so they can cut the cigar. And that's all gone. And I think the, and and let's face it, I can understand going into a cigar shop, you know, especially higher end place to get a cigar, have it cut for you, have it handed to you. There's, that's nice, Mm -hmm. you know, but a lot of places are not doing that anymore. So... A lot of people apparently have gotten out of the habit of bringing their cutter with them to the cigar shop, which I find weird. And They've gotten you're out of the habit. Out of the habit. So, you know, they come up and it, every, it's day, true, right? every, every day, right? Every day. Every day. Every, day. every day, every day. Can you cut it? Can, can you, you cut? C- it? Can you cut this for me? We <laughs> we can't. It's been, you have, where have you been for the last year? We haven't had the the community cutter. They think do it's you, like COVID
2: you, protocol. Like you guys are the professionals. Like yeah, uh, you're back there and, with the gloves and, on. You're going to do a form. Yeah,
0: and, and it's like. It's like, you know, don't you have a cutter? Yeah, I've got like 24, but they're all at home. Well, what <laughs> is, what good does that do? I mean, didn't you know you were coming to the shop? No, I didn't. Okay, well, maybe keep one in the car or yeah. something like that. Trip, there's tip number one. <laughs> keep a cutter in the cigar in your car so that you're never without a cutter. But, God forbid, you have a cigar, you don't have a cutter.
3: What do you do, Danny? How do you do it? Uh uh. I always go. Uh, Don't th-
0: tell me you're going to go borrow somebody's cutter.
3: How do you no. how do you
0: cut the cigar without
3: a cutter? I usually carry my knife with me everywhere.
0: Knife. That's a good one.
3: Yep. Usually my multi tool or usually my kukri. Uh,
0: you which take is- a kukri to your cigar.
3: Yeah. It, it's cigar a huge. It's kukri a kukri huge-
0: is a great. <laughs> it's a great. It's super sharp. I had Let it professionally. Me take my nine inch kukri. To- <laughs> I had it professionally sharpened.
3: So it's definitely uh definitely sharp um but i usually have a knife with me uh yep 99 of the time the other one percent when i'm sleeping i don't have my knife on me i usually have my firearm by my uh (laughs) my bedside but um
0: yes a knife a knife brett what would you do if you didn't have a cutter
2: so my recommendation would be first examine the car the uh cigar if you have a triple cap, which means you're going to see three lines up here right by the top, I know mm-hmm. that's impossible to what see on What Are you, are you there, smoking but... a Cuban? Exactly. That's how all you. right, all right. That's how, got... they, that's how they wrap the cigars, It's a triple cap. Yep. So basically, you're going to find the cap closest to the top, put your thumbnail right underneath it, and just go right around the cigar. And basically, once you get all the way around, you should just be able to flick the cap right off. Good to go. No cutter wow. needed.
0: See that? very Mm -hmm. good
2: when you're in Nicaragua there's no cutters down there it's basically so everybody's either biting them or using their thumbnail that's pretty much how you do it so
0: right Mm -hmm. thumbnail's another way you you can just go around with your thumbnail just kind of crimp it and then gently pull it off yep Yep. and I've done that before I know lots of people in the cigar industry who don't use cutters at all they just use the fingernails like nice have you ever what would you do Dave I wouldn't have a cutter I would you jab just it smoke it. my pipe. <laughs> I, hey, yes. I'd smoke my pipe?
4: No. Or I would, I, would, I, would, I would jab it with a pen or pencil. Nope. A pen or
0: a pencil. Or something sharp or something pokey. Something, a stick. Anything. Matchstick. A matchstick. You yep. could do that. See, there's something that doesn't have ink or lead in it.
3: Yep. <laughs> I've wouldn't actually change. seen somebody that do that. Wouldn't change That's that explains that.
1: a lot, <clears throat> Dave. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: There's nothing wrong, you think. think. Use the, uh... I'm you know, very the, the, to Blackie. Use the punch <laughs> on the back.
4: Use the punch on the back of my lighter. <laughs> Everybody forgets that about it. I yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's true. You get off of, that's another thing you can do is get a lighter with a punch on it. Stuff Most like of that. my
3: contingency, contingency lighters have punches on them. Mm-hmm. The one in my truck, the one in my bike, the one in my car, the one in my bedroom. One in my yeah. chicken coop. No, I don't got a chicken... I don't got one of the chicken... <laughs> I don't got a chicken coop lighter yet. Um... And the one in my bathroom and the few that I have in my smoking room and the dining room all have punches on my lighters.
2: I'd say most of them these days, got, they pretty much all have punches built most in. Most of them do. A yeah. lot of them do. It's yeah. yeah. probably 90%, especially the new stuff that's coming out each year. Pretty much everything has a punch built yep. in these days. So another, saving grace.
0: Another thing you can do is if you, you're at the shop and you realize you don't have your cutter, look for a cigar that has a pigtail to, to the back of it. Mm-hmm. In which case, you can just, you know, carefully watch what direction is it uh, twisted in, and twist it in that direction,
2: it'll pop right off. Yeah, if I don't you don't have, have to cut a cut Nice JFR with a pigtail. Exactly, that's right. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. What one of these. So do. you don't even need a cutter for yeah.
0: one of these cigars. It's got a nice pigtail on the top. Boom, twist it off, take it over, and that's a great thing on the golf course too. You can do that. Yep. A lot of people forget their their cutters when they go to the golf course. Now that's acceptable because it's not a cigar shop. Correct. But, you know, take it, twist it off, go, boom. Very good. Now, um, another uh, tip and trick I wanted to talk about was uh, cigar relighting. What do you do? We've all had this happen. You, buy you, had, to cigar. Put the, you had to put the cigar down. Mm-hmm. You had to leave it. Maybe the wife gave you a to-do list or something. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I never finished that cigar. Or you get on the phone, something like that. How do you relight a cigar without it tasting bad? Hmm now i have this jfr that i started smoking this afternoon and stopped smoking so that i could show how to do this so if you this is totally possible to do without really affecting the taste of the cigar the first thing you do is you knock off as much of the ash as you can okay then take your lighter and Toast it like you would normally. Now, once it gets hot again, instead of drawing through your cigar, blow through your cigar.
3: Which is called chain.
0: And what that does is it blows out the ash and burns off the oils and things that are in the cigar that are going to make it miserable if you did not do that. One more time. And then... Write it like that, and we're good to go. And I can tell you, hmm, absolutely no difference in the taste of these cigars. Wow! And this Mm -hmm. cigar has been out for hours, hours, just sitting on the just sitting on the the uh, ashtray at the top of the shop. No difference at all. So you can do that. Now, is that going to work overnight? Uh, Maybe not. But you can relight a cigar and get it to have almost exactly, if not the exactly same profile you were enjoying before just by doing that. Just make sure you blow it, get rid of all the ash, blow all the ash and and stuff out first into the flame, burn it all off, and then draw in, Mm -hmm. and you're good to go.
2: Yeah, purging is actually really good to do as well. If you have a cigar that you find it's a little too wet, it's yes. not always the saving grace. Sometimes it's just it's there's too much moisture. It's too much humidity. It just is what it is. But sometimes you get that one that's just a little bit too wet. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a good purge could save you. You might have to do it a couple times throughout the cigar, mm-hmm. but it could make it manageable so you, know, you know, at least enjoy the rest of the experience.
0: Yep, yep. Now, have you ever had a cigar where you're smoking it and all of a sudden you realize there's this little bit of black, tarry stuff yep at the, the tar. end of the cigar and that's just kind of built up at the back you know what and now it's starting to taste funny what what do you do with when that happens
2: oh when you get tar you chuck it that's what you do game <laughs> over you're done you're done that's it wipe it I mean, on my shirt yeah i mean the best thing you can do you can try and recut it again yeah um i would definitely do a purge as well if you get a little <laughs> bit of tar exactly. I, the only time i ever really see tar though i gotta say is with a punch Mm. I definitely see it substantially more when I use a punch cutter, straight cutter, or I got to say, I don't think I've ever experienced it with a V cut before, Mm. but punch cutter on numerous occasions, I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just basic, you know, physics, the amount of air coming through one end. And basically it's got to funnel through a much smaller spot, get a lot more of that buildup, that heat. Correct.
0: And that's a good point. I mean, if you're, if you're experiencing that problem a lot on a lot of different cigars, ask yourself is it the cut that's causing the problem because mm-hmm. if yeah. the hole you're making is too small that is it's it's going to build up and like you said that's just physics because there's no there's no place for the stuff to go
2: yeah right. exactly
0: you know um another thing you can do you notice i had the uh soft flame lighter here these uh jfrs are closed foot lighters mm-hmm. and Cigars. i like i like yeah. yes yes dave thank you for that correction (laughs) (laughs) this lighter here no this uh cigar you know has a closed foot and you don't really need to use a torch on a closed foot cigar you're just trying to get the because you're you're wanting to get that wrapper you know taste that's what it's there for it's to give you a blast of the wrapper
2: yeah, a lot of times if you use like a triple or a quad torch, you actually just blow that tobacco right off when you light <laughs> it. So like, yeah, you're kind of missing part of the, uh, the point. Well, yeah, which which is, you know, <laughs> that,
0: that was put there for a reason. And to just burn it off, you know, you know, torching the ever-living bejeebers out of it. That's true. You know, it's going to take some of that away. So either hold the torch further back, mm-hmm. or, you know, if you have a cigar that has a closed foot, take advantage of that. Take a lighter. You don't need to hold it up there and toast the whole end of the... Uh, closed foot, once it's lit, is going to do the toasting for you, and you get to enjoy the wrapper first, Yeah, first, Mm -hmm. which is the whole point of the thing. Um, You shouldn't be holding your torch that close to
4: it anyways. That's true. Yeah, the flame should not be touching the...
0: No, no, but people do that all the time. Danny. Yeah,
3: guilty. I do have a tip and trick for consumers.
0: Oh, thank God. What's your tip? (laughs) So
3: and it happens it happens a lot when people take the bands off too mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. or mm, it it may happen when you're smoking the cigar as well right. a piece of the wrapper will flake off a little bit yep so what i've done and tom Doucette has actually showed me this mm-hmm. is that you can cauterize that tobacco yep. yes. you can cauterize it and it'll kind of shrivel up and kind of join back to the wrapper
0: yep. now explain what Carterizing that means
3: so what you'll do is does it if mean
0: it's taking your torch and holding it right here it and does not blowing no. apart it does of... not
3: and just like you know lighting it you don't want to put your flame or if you're using a jet flame or a soft flame you don't want to put it all the way up to the to the foot mm-hmm. and the same thing with the uh the uh the leaf that's coming off is you just kind of want to graze it just a little bit you want to mm-hmm. be as far away from the cigar as you can mm-hmm. um without lighting the whole cigar on fire or right. torching it and you just want to have it come back all the way to the cigar and then it'll join the rest of the cigar and then you can continue enjoying it.
0: Mm. It's true. And once you once once you carterize mm. it and it binds to the the binder, yep. it's not gonna rip anymore.
3: It won't. It won't go anywhere. You can continue enjoying that cigar with your bourbon or whiskey.
2: Absolutely works. I've done it many times. <laughs> or your diet, or as, your diet root as
3: beer. Or your diet root beer. case oh, may be. Not not knock it on. knocking on the root beer, man. to tell that one. Hey man, I drink root beer. <laughs> <laughs> I drink that Kool-Aid, baby. We now could,
2: We should all be drinking some C4s right now, man. We oh, yeah. Get our oh. Sean on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things, too, for tips and tricks as far as cigars go, and I hear this a lot, is people come up with their lighter, and they say they're filling it up, but it's not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there's stuff in it, but when they click, click the uh, ignition spark but there's no flame what what could that be brett
2: yeah the simplest thing with this i mean you have to purge it obviously it's mm-hmm. so basically over time as you fill it you get a little bit of air inside the tank as well so you're going to have a pocket of air in there so when you're clicking it you're not getting fuel you're just getting air right so the one trick that i think uh i see least is that when you're purging the lighter you want to turn it all the way up using your adjustment wheel on the bottom mm-hmm And then when you fill the lighter, you want to turn it all the way down the Mm. adjustment wheel. And that's how you get the most maximum fill. So when you purge it, again, turn it all the way up. And try not to use something like a pen or something with a metal tip because you can bend the valve. Actually, one of the Mm. best things to use for this is actually a matchstick.
0: Okay. So just take a
2: matchstick in there because
0: that's not not going to hurt the
2: metal. Yeah, it's going to do nothing to the valve. So just take a matchstick, take your lighter, flip it upside down. Again, turn it all the way up stick the matchstick into the valve, press it down, it should purge that air out. And I'd say do it, hold it for about 3-4 seconds and do it 3 or 4 times. Give it okay. a little shake and do that a couple of times. You should be pretty purged at that.
0: And time. when and when it's purging and you know there's air in there, you're you're hearing the air come out. You hear a big hiss, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't see that if it, if it's full and there's not a lot of air in there, you're going to see butanes you know
2: yeah the one thing i will say out. though is that when it, if it's just air when you purge it and you get butane coming out it's pretty aggressive the hiss mm-hmm. is really loud yeah, a lot I'll... of times when it's just air it's a lot quieter it doesn't seem as intense right but as long as you're hearing something stick with it you really want to keep doing it until there's really nothing coming out you're hearing really nothing
0: and that's that's the trick it's it's what you hear not necessarily what you see
2: yeah definitely right
0: right and then how often should you do that with a
2: lighter Hey, really it's, really, it's very simple, so I recommend doing it essentially every time you fill.
0: Every time you fill, you recommend
2: yeah. it. Yeah, it takes you all 30 seconds to do it's it. It's true. Yeah, 30 seconds at the most. I mean, 10, 15 seconds. I mean, exactly.
0: Yeah, and I tell you, about, about 85, 90% of the time when somebody comes in and saying, my lighter isn't working,
3: that's the issue. It is. Yeah. I ran into one before I left. <laughs> yep. And it was full. Yeah. They handed me a full lighter, and it wouldn't light. And I had to do that. I had to go through the steps. And after that, it worked perfectly. And the mm-hmm. guy's like, you're a magician. I was like, no, yeah, I'm not a magician. My favorite
4: is just turning it up. And- <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I've done that a few times, too. They're like, it's not working. It's not working. They have a $120 lighter. They're like,
3: I bought this. It's not working. Why is this not working? And they're, you know, really upset. And I'm like, looking at the lighter, I, I purged it a few times and refilled it. And I'm like, Burk. <laughs> I'm like, there you go, buddy. I'm like, it was all the way down. They're yep. like,
0: oh, I,
4: I, I thought it was all the way up. I'm like, nope. So, <laughs> so, almost always there's an arrow sign pointing to a plus or an arrow sign pointing to a negative, And that, you know, minus means close and positive means open. So, yeah.
0: Although on. with some lighters, I found the exact it's the opposite. Yeah. It's they put the wrong. Always part try down. it the wrong right. Always yeah. try it both ways. It's if weird. one way doesn't work, try it the other way. Yeah. Yeah oh my gosh so what's what's our final verdict here on the uh lunatic short titan maduro salt and pepper pairing? yum salt and pepper young how do you think it went with the uh 724 jack daniel
4: oh fantastic the uh i i feel like the the uh the jack daniels for me brought out some more of the the cocoa and coffee flavors um but the the retrohale on this is just uh um, a black pepper beast, and I love it. Mm-hmm.
3: Black pepper beast.
4: Yeah. yeah it's I, a I, pepper bomb, and I love it.
0: The car- uh, the caramel finish in the in the bourbon just goes great with the cigar. Absolutely. It brings out a lot of those sweeter Maduro notes in the San Andreas. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that uh, mocha kind of flavor, the earthiness, really just kind of heightens all that for me. A really, really enjoyable cigar. Absolutely. What about you, Nick?
3: The cocoa note and the spice, mm-hmm. I'm just love it all the way got a little bit of like i said a little bit of the leather in there Mm -hmm. the earth a little bit of wood but that spice on the retro (laughs) hail and the cocoa note is just it hooked me and then it heightens i'm all done the, the 724 which is not a surprise no um but that sweet note the caramel note that you get from the 724 and it just heightens that sweetness for me and it's just it's beautiful
0: all the way around that's awesome well brett Thanks for being with us on the podcast here. This was awesome. I hope you had a good time.
2: Great time. Thanks for having you guys. This is cool.
0: All right. We'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to be picking up our pipes and smoking fourth generation 2012 anniversary blend. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Let me put on my headset. Yes. There we we go. go. Now we're really back. back. There we are. All right. And uh, for this half of the show, we are going to be smoking. Eric Stokeby's fourth-generation 2012 anniversary blend. This is something that he came out with for the 130th anniversary of his family going into the business. And uh, that's an awesome thing. Uh, From the Tobacco Review's website, uh, it says the description is like this. Eric Stokeby's fourth-generation 2012 anniversary blend commemorates the 130 years since the family-owned business first introduced their mixed years to pipe smokers. Comprised entirely of mature Virginias that are pressed and cut into flakes. It features a subtle pear flavoring for a hint of sweetness and a satisfyingly rich smoking experience. It's a remarkable blend from the esteemed tobacconist, continuing their historic legacy and passion for producing quality pipe tobaccos. This is uh, blended by Eric Stokeby. It's manufactured by STG for him and uh, Virginia. This is an all Virginia blend, and um, it is uh, there is a little bit of a pear flavoring we'll on bet. this, according to him. Um, don't think that that makes this an aromatic. I don't really taste pear when I'm smoking this. This is not, you know, the pear flavoring is basically there to help bring out the Virginias a little bit more. Um, it's presented as a flake, and uh, we are continuing to drink the uh, uh, 724 Barrel Select of uh, Jack Daniel with this. Uh, and the sweetness and the caramels and that should go very well with the Virginias, I believe. Um, I think this is a very sweet Virginia tobacco. You know, the mature Virginias have a lot of natural sweetness to them, and I think that sweetness is enhanced by the pear topping that's there, and I'm getting, you know, bread notes, stone fruit, wood, and uh nice spice in the retro mm. i'm really enjoying this what What about uh you nick
3: all or oh, excuse what me. Um, what was that excellent accidentally, accidentally inhaled it um yeah the thing that guts that Oof. gets me is it's so sweet not so sweet but it's nice deep sweetness mm-hmm. and then when you retrohale like the spice comes out of nowhere yeah It's like you're not expecting it, and then when you retro, it's like right there, nice Mm. deep spice, very smooth, and I'm, uh, I concur, smoking my church warden today, my fourth
0: gen. Yeah, your fourth gen church warden.
3: It is absolutely beautiful. Mm. I love this. This is, uh, I've been shopping around for a a really nice church warden with a big bowl. Yeah. Because a lot of times you'll get, like, the Peterson one that we have for sale, uh, in Londonderry, Mm -hmm. it, uh has a tiny bowl, mm. and um, this one has a really nice bowl. I really like bigger bowls in my hand mm-hmm. because mm. it feels really good. Mm. It just, I love I just big bowls. I like
0: bo- holding big bowls. I
3: love big bowls. Big
4: and I bowls.
0: Lie. Yep.
3: <laughs> Back bowls,
4: cereal mm-hmm. bowls, oh, pasta bowls, bread bowls. Bowls.
0: What are you uh, picking up, Dave? Um, I'm Besides getting a lot cereal. of
4: cereal. <laughs> a lot of deep. A lot of deep rich favors, flavors, flavors. Favors. Favors. A lot of favors. Um there is a little bit of stone fruit. Um, I am I feel like I am getting the most tiniest bit of pear though. As the sweetness. That's, yeah, that's I can I, I can dig and, that. I can um, dig it. And then as Nick said, the retrohale spice. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: like definitely oh. Ooh, spice
4: by mm, mm-hmm. spice
0: mm-hmm. yep. and uh, you know we were fortunate enough this past weekend to have eric Stokeby yeah with us we did a big pipe event that went incredible it was awesome and eric is just one of the nicest guys yep. in the business um you couldn't ask for something better you know it's you know he, he, he's the pipe version of orlando cabrera oh yeah for sure you yep. know for if, sure. if you didn't know who he was He's just this really nice, unassuming guy, very polite, you know, enjoys talking to you. Yeah. Um, but he's not going to be tooting his own horn. You won't. You know, man. he's he's not going to be, you know, blowing it out there. But really, what a great guy. And uh, the 2012 was what he was smoking was the whole she? time he was there. He, he was really digging into that. So I was glad that we had already planned that for this week. Nice. That was great. And I asked him about being on the show since we were doing this, and mm-hmm. he was there. But he had plans for tonight, you know, and that was last-minute stuff anyway. Yeah. But uh, we'll have him on the show again. He's he's very interested in joining us again via Skype uh, sometime in the future. Awesome. Yes. As long as I give him more than, like, five days' notice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is going all over the world, so, you know, what can you do? You know. Um, now, this Sunday is father's day
3: happy father's day Danny.
0: and um i know you, know you know nick i know you're not a dad per se i'm but, a dog dad you know, but you know oh. a lot of us have plans for father's day I mean, what what's what's your plan for father's day
3: well i'm working mm-hmm. i'm going to be uh delivering for my mother-in-law for edible arrangements out of april mm-hmm. um,
0: is father's day a busy day for edible arrangements
3: it is. So most of the holidays, Mother's Day, Valentine's Day is probably going to be the biggest, but mm-hmm. Father's Day, most of the holidays around um, uh, uh, around are going to be a, a big day for Edible Arrangements. Everybody loves Edible Arrangements. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get uh, the last time we had, what was it, Mother's Day, we had over 200 arraignment arrangements to deliver it was it was insane Two hundred
4: arrangements.
0: arraignments yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry, handcuffs and fruit baskets there you
3: go <laughs> that's it mm. we were giving away uh not giving away but i was delivering and then we had the police right behind you to arrest you um wow <laughs> but it was uh yeah most of the holidays you you know are gonna be big for edible arrangements a mm-hmm. lot of people in that area just love the fruit baskets mm-hmm. and they're beautiful fruit baskets. I've delivered a couple to you, Danny.
0: Yes, you have. Yes, I have. Mm-hmm.
3: So, they're...
0: It's, the holidays, I've had the
3: leftovers, which are amazing. Mm-hmm. They are good. But, yes, the holidays are pretty big for edible arrangements.
0: Now, how do you think the pairing is going with this? It's going pretty good.
3: The, the bourbon, again, just like the cigars, for me, is bringing out more of the sweetness in there. And mm-hmm. the tobacco. And I can definitely... Um, agree with Dave about it bringing out a little bit more of that pear a little bit yeah you can definitely get a real definition of that pear you can really recognize it before the sip I was like oh well there's some sweetness and what you were saying the stone fruit and everything now with the sip of that uh, whiskey it, you can definitely recognize that yeah pear.
0: I totally totally agree without and I had a bowl of this earlier today Lots of sweetness, yes. Lots of deep, nice, you know, fruit, stewed fruit, mm-hmm. stone fruit kind of sweetness. But pair it with the whiskey, and all of a sudden, that that the pear, that pear flavor comes comes back out. That's absolutely true. Um, it's great how pairings work like that. Mm. Yeah, you they know? play
3: off each other, and it's it's just a great thing. Mm-hmm. I recommend everybody doing
0: it. Mm. <clears throat> well. Now. I want to remind everybody out there that uh, soon, and very soon, uh, actually the 5th of July, we are going to be moving back to Mondays Mondays. for our live show. Um, We record every week, you know, and stream it uh, live on Facebook and YouTube. And then the following Monday, it goes out onto all the podcast channels, you know, like Podbean and Spotify, iTunes, Google, all that. Um, but the live show, so that's not going to change. The Monday new episode that comes out on all those other things is going to stay Monday. But our live show is going to be on Monday, so uh, starting the fifth of July. So uh, we only got one more, two more weeks of this, and um, then we're back Monday nights. Then we're back to Monday nights, and once we switch back to Monday nights. All four of us will be together just about all the time. Yep, and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm I excited. Know Paul for that. is too. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah, this switching off every week is horrible. Tough. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, um, also, as of today, the 18th of June, tickets have gone on sale for the 24th annual Blues Barbecue. Smokin' Blues Barbecue, the smoking Blues Barbecue mm-hmm. at Twin Smoke Shop. It's a celebration that we have every year here to celebrate another year in business, mm-hmm. and this year's, being the twenty fourth anniversary, is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Huge people going to want to miss it. Um, like China. tickets, tickets. Never mind. Go. Yeah. Yeah, never mind, Dave. Um, tickets are two hundred and forty bucks. <laughs> that two hundred and forty bucks is going to get you a bag of over twenty cigars. Um, we're still arranging, you know, sponsors and things, and so it might even get bigger than it already is. But it's already at twenty plus cigars, over twenty cigars. So you pay the two hundred forty bucks, you get it back almost immediately with that bag of cigars. And then here's the big kicker. That ticket is going to enter you into a chance to win $24,000. 24 big ones, boys. $24,000 is going to be given away at the event. You got to be there at the event. And the only way to get entered in to win that is to buy one of those tickets and be there. And there's gonna be food, there's gonna be drink, there's gonna be cigar liberties there, it's gonna be a fantastic time. Live entertainment, there'll be other raffles and things going on as well. And in addition to that, between today, the eighteenth of June, and the day of the event, if you buy a box of cigars. From one of the sponsors of the event. And right now there are 24 sponsors for the event. If you buy a box of cigars, you will get another entry into winning that $24,000 prize. Mm-hmm. So you have what, three months? You got three months. You got three months to be building up as many chances as possible to win that $24,000 prize. It's going to be amazing get your ticket they're going to f- sell out really really quick 240 bucks amazing amazing that's what's going on at Twins, Right. oh I'm yeah i'm pumped about
3: it it's going to be i think it's going to be the biggest blues barbecue Definitely. that we're ever going to have
0: i you know we, we had to can it last year because of covid i yep. think between it not happening last year and nobody being able to do anything for the last year mm-hmm People are going to be wanting to come out and do the event. It's going to be a fantastic time. It's going to be awesome. Um, So make sure you go either to uh, Londonderry or the Hooks It location. You can even call and uh, get your ticket. Get your bag of cigars. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. It's happening on the 18th of September. It's a Saturday, 11 to 6. It's gonna be an awesome, awesome time. And that's the only ticket price there is. Two forty. There's no spouse ticket. There's no VIP ticket. Everybody's a VIP. Every ticket is going to come with that chance to win twenty four thousand dollars. You are not gonna to wanna to miss it. Not at all. Now, now that we've done that, now that mm-hmm. we've talked about that. Yes, we have. And we need to like calm the excitement down a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about pipe related tips and tricks Ooh. okay um, how do you i'll start off how do you know you have the right pack to your pipe this is something mm. everybody asks you know I, i'm i'm not you know i i, I want to smoke a pipe i want to enjoy the pipe but i can't keep it lit you know and sometimes i pack it and it's it's too tight you know how do i know what i'm doing Fill up your pipe, get your tamper, you know, tamp it back down. And um, when you draw through the pipe before you light it, if your draw feels like you're drawing air through a straw, it's too loose. So keep packing it and add a little bit more tobacco if you want to get more tobacco in there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like you are uh, drawing on a Wendy's frosty, <laughs> it's too tight. <laughs> there's not enough airflow going in there, and um, if that happens, there's one of there's one of two things you can do. And before you know, of course, you can always unpack the pipe, especially if it's not wet. Correct. You can unpack it and start over. It's one of the great things about about a pipe that you can't do with a cigar. Cigar, the draw you get is a draw you get. Sure, you can draw. You can put a a, a match or a poker or something through the cigar, but it is so dangerous to do that because of the wrappers are very, very fragile, mm-hmm. and you really risk damaging the cigar doing that. Um, with a pipe, you can unpack it, put it back together, or one of the other things you can do is you can take a pipe cleaner, pipe cleaner. If it's too tight, and run it through your pipe all the way to the bowl, get it all the way to the end, and doing that pushing... There, when you push the the the, uh, um, open the pipe up cleaner air all hole. the way through there, it's going to open up the air hole. And if if tobacco has gone up the air hole, and that's the reason for it, yep. it'll open right up. Now, what you're looking for when you've packed your pipe and you draw on it, you want it to be like the kind of resistance that drawing water through a straw would have. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, if it feels like you know it's a little bit of a little bit of pushback, but not a lot. You know, so it's not like air where you're getting nothing, not like a milkshake where you're having to really, really work at it. But if it feels like water, if it feels like water through a straw, you're at the right, you're at the right point. That's how you know you've packed it well. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, before we go on there, let's, let's do this with the, the meme of the, the meme of the week. The meme of the week. The, the memes. Uh, nicotine meme of the week. We had wanted to do this in the first half with Brett, but uh, ran we, ran out, of time, we yeah. ran out of time. So let's let's get that done. Okay. What does this say here? Uh, my wife is getting her hair done. I told her to watch out for turtles. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shredder. Oh, yeah. There you have it. Look at that. The turtles. <laughs> <laughs> <Those> dang turtles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, which... Have you all seen all the uh, Ninja Turtles movies?
3: I have, I have, yeah. You
0: have? Have you, Dave? Uh,
4: I I've seen uh, except for the last sentence. Sentence, yeah. please. <laughs> except except for the last probably one or two that came out. Like except, I've seen the old I've, ones,
0: except for half of them. You haven't seen them. I've
3: seen them in yeah. concert.
0: You've seen the Ninja Turtles in concert? Yeah. <clears throat> Ninja Turtles on ice or something? I mean, no,
3: they were on in concert. Uh, they did it once. In the old Boston Garden, when it was called the Boston Garden, and uh my mom took me to see them. And I think I was like maybe six or seven rows away from the stage, and I was the most excited kid in that stadium. Were
0: was, they just little turtles?
3: They were not little turtles. They were the real size Ninja Turtles, man. And they were playing. Who is your
0: favorite Ninja Turtle? Raphael. Raphael. Everybody says uh, Rafael. the size. Yeah,
3: Raphael. Mm-hmm. He was. uh uh, it was the the person that I was, or the turtle, that I was most relatable to mm-hmm. when I was younger. So for me, it was, you know, being misunderstood mm-hmm. and always wanting to go and help or go and do something. And the parents always told me that I shouldn't. And uh, that, was, that was pretty much my childhood at the time. And when I was watching you know, the movies and stuff like that, Raphael mm-hmm. was kind of like that problem child yeah. where... You know, he would always want to take action, didn't really think about the consequences. And that was kind of me when I was younger. So, so was that, you know, that was most relatable.
2: Wow.
4: Donatello for me, man. Donatello. Yeah. Science nerd, making stuff, breaking
3: stuff. Yep.
0: The breaking stuff I get. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> fixing stuff.
0: <laughs> fixing stuff. Yep. Yep. yep How about yep. you, Danny? Hmm. You know april (laughs) Uh,
1: april
3: i would say i would say from danny's personality and his characteristic for me would probably be leonardo kind of a kind of a born leader really wants to be sure of good speaker a very good speaker team leader you know very good with uh directions but will stand that attention if needed Mm -hmm. and defend his brethren. And still loves his pizza.
0: Absolutely. Who doesn't love pizza? That's right. (laughs) I love pizza. That's probably the biggest way. All right. All right. Well, there you go. There's the uh, Ninja Turtle uh, thing there. Let's uh, get that off and go back to our show. Um, Have you ever noticed how you smoke a tobacco, you really love it, and then the next time you smoke it, you're like, this is not as good as I remember it.
3: You I'm know. sorry, man. I've never. You've never had that? I've never had that problem. A lot uh, of people had that problem. Well, that, a lot yeah, of problems. You <laughs> just smoke everything. I go, do. Oh,
0: and the bigger the better. But, um, you know, one of the things that I have been learning over the years as a pipe smoker is a lot of times when that happens, it's I if I think about it, it's because I've found that some tobacco. You didn't I clean like, your bowl? no. I like better in one particular bowl Mm,
4: than mm, another. That's true. And
0: one of the things you need to understand is that the geometry of the bowl and the size of the bowl is going to impact how that tobacco performs for you. Yeah. And so you might really want to try a tobacco in several different kinds of pipes to find out which way you get the best for you yeah. out of the tobacco.
3: It's kind of like cigars in a way, in that, in that, act, in that sense where, you know, you may love the 724 uh, Lancero, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic Lancero. It's I believe it's one of, in my opinion, one of the best Lanceros we have in our shop. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the Gagger, which is a 660. Yep. And you may not like the flavor profile on that 660 mm-hmm. because it's a wider ring <laughs> gauge. It's going to be a little bit more subtle. And then when you have the six you know, tobaccos in that small ring gauge, it's going to be more intense. It's going to have more, yep. uh, you know, the flavors are going to be more pronounced. So with, say, Virginia's, for instance, and you smoke it in a bigger bowl, which majority of my pipes are, mm-hmm. you're going to have a totally different flavor than I will in my Peterson sitter because right. it has a smaller bowl, smaller diameter. It's the same, the same concept.
0: Same thing. And different tobaccos are going to do better in different-shaped bowls. For instance, a Virginia tobacco like this is much better in a nice, narrow, Mm pot-shaped bowl, like in Dave's Nording is probably the best example of that. Mm -hmm. Because the less, you know, the Virginia is going to do nicer when it's a smaller area that's burning and that heat is going down and kind of stewing into the tobacco underneath it. But a wider bowl or a concave bowl, it's not going to be as good probably, because when it's a wider area like that, Virginia does not perform as well. Now, the exact opposite is true with a Latakia blend or an English blend of tobacco. Right. With Latakia blends, they, you tend to get more flavor with a broader burning area. Right. So a really big, wide bowl or a bowl that's concave where it's you know wider at the top and narrower at the bottom English is going to do a lot better in that than in a pipe like Dave smoking or a pipe like I'm smoking, which is a nice, you know, straight bowl mm-hmm. pipe. You know, Latakia would probably do very well in there. A nice, nice. Nice, bigger bowl. A bigger bowl. It gets wide in there. Yeah. Um, it, so there's more surface area, and that's how Latakia performs yeah. better. So keep an eye on that understand that your bowl geometry is going to affect how you taste things so you know i have you know one of my favorite pipe tobaccos and i know i've talked about this before i think cumberland it's probably one of my all-time favorite pipe tobaccos there are certain pipes that i just will not smoke it in it doesn't it doesn't taste right to me right because the the shape of the bowl just does not do well with it and uh, my favorite pipe to enjoy that in is my uh, Moonshine Double Ants. Yep. That uh, smaller kind of compact bowl really makes that tobacco really stand out. And I think the short stem also helps uh, with the flavors that I like to get from that tobacco. There you go. Now, other people might, en- you know, you might enjoy Cumberland best in a, in a pipe like that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of sub- subjectivity to this. But, you know, you can change how a tobacco is going to taste by changing the pipe that you're smoking it with. So that's a little tip there. Mm-hmm. there. Um,
3: <clears throat> I do have a tip and trick. What's your tip and trick? For gentlemen out there that use, like myself, use probably maybe one pipe mm-hmm. for a lot of their smoking uh, pleasures. Um you can get, like on mine, I have a um, 7LE 320, and and it's a smooth, so it has a beautiful wood grain on it. But where I put my hand, because I'm left-handed smoker, where I have my hand all the time or my palm all the time, it's starting to wear off. Yeah. The shine is starting to wear <clears throat> down yeah. on one side than the other. And um, a customer showed me to kind of put the shine back on there a little bit is to rub it against your nose. So take mm-hmm. the bowl and rub it against your nose like so. And even that I know you got uh, our viewers at home won't be able to see it, but Danny,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you can definitely see the yeah. difference between the duller end and this pipe is not really made for that, but you yep. can definitely see the shine on there. And I do that a lot and then we have yeah. um mm-hmm. we have material or not material, we have solution at the mm-hmm. shop in here also in hook set to regain that shine Mm -hmm. as well um but if you're in a bind or you're at home and you don't have an immediate you know solution at hand you can do that just rub it on the side of your nose the oils on your nose will give it shine again
0: yep
4: yeah another really good tip and trick especially for like newbies or Really, a lot of people do this that are, you know, been smoking forever. Is after you're done cleaning your pipe, leave the pipe cleaner in your bowl, uh, and then when you pack it, you pack it with it left in, and then you pull it out, and now you have like that perfect airway. Yep. Yep. You can yep. pack
3: it as tight as you want, and you still have the airway yep. open.
0: Yep. That's a great. That's a great tip, trick there. Um, <clears throat> here's another tip. Get yourself a tamper. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people (laughs) I know who try and smoke the pipe without a tamper. They, like, you know, use their – and they – I don't know any – I don't know many I know some. Some people like sticking their thumb down in there. I like my thumb. I like it unburned. So I'm not going to stick my hand into a lit pipe and and push the tobacco down. But uh, you need a tamper. And, you know, things that are burning – expand right Mm -hmm. when things burn they tend to expand up the whole point of the tamper is to tamp down and create a layer of ash so that the heat is trapped in there and the bowl is burning down instead of up if it continues to burn up it's going to go out so use your tamper make that nice layer of ash and the cigar the the cigar the pipe is going to (laughs) is going to stay lit a lot better if you mm-hmm. have a tamper don't try and get out of the tape you you can use a nail you don't you know use it use a nail with a nice broad head. yeah on it and you we can tell those to use that um but you can get tampers real cheap make sure you have one of those it's going to be really hard to enjoy a pipe really well without a tamper or um, golf tee something it will the thing with golf tees is they're made of plastic
4: and they like melt. they'll
3: end up melting.
4: Oh, some were made from wood. I don't know. Maybe most of them are plastic now, but I thought I thought they were wood.
0: Or well, they're going to be painted wood. But you know, if you like putting, you know, pens or pencils in your yeah, maybe I'll be right in, up his alley. That's yeah.
4: what someone said, and I'm like, you put the eraser in there. And he's like, yeah, I'm like,
3: yeah. If you're in a bind, don't use your fingers. A friend of mine uses his fingers. Um, he had surgery and he lost um some feeling some mm-hmm. nerve feeling in his fingers. Yeah. And he's able to do that. I don't recommend it. No. But you know what I mean? If you're in that situation, then maybe you can do that. You know, also, only around like six hundred degrees, you know. Yeah, only. You know. <laughs> How about uh any uh tips and tricks on cleaning your bowl if you need to do so?
0: Yeah. You know, if you need to clean your bowl, um, you know if if you if you use a tide if you stay up with it Mm -hmm. okay you're not going to need to do a whole lot you know when you're finished smoking the pipe run the pipe cleaner through the pipe fold it in half run it around the bowl Mm -hmm. and to get the extra stuff out and any any loose uh ash off there off your bowl you do that 90 percent of the time that's going to be all the work you have to do right now no matter how much you do that, though, if you smoke your pipe a lot, um, <laughs> you're going to notice the cake inside the bowl getting bigger and bigger, and you're going to be realizing, I used to be able to fit my finger down here. Now I can't even <laughs> fit a pinky in there. Fit, yeah. Fit, yeah. I can't, my tamper won't fit. And how come I, I it used to be this, this seemed to used to hold a lot of tobacco. Now I'm like, you know, not getting anything in there. That's because the cake of your... Um, the tobacco is making has gotten out of control and you need to get rid of that and that's one of the things that uh this is a pipe reamer that's what it's for you want to keep that cake that cake is important it protects the wood of your pipe from getting uh too hot and and burning you want to keep it around a dime thickness Uh you know a little more a little less Depending on you know uh, how how you like it, but you want to keep about a dime's thickness of that stuff going around the bowl. Uh, yeah. If you have more than that, you need to get rid of it. Now, if you don't have a lot, something like this uh, can be fine. If you have let it get away from you, look for a senior pipe reamer. You can get those for about twenty bucks um, at your local tobacconist shop. We have them here, and it is a big tool you stick it into the bowl of your pipe and it's got three arms on it that you can basically push out by rotating uh the end of the the reamer so that it matches the the shape of your bowl and you just spin it hand spin it Mm -hmm. and it will take the cake right out of there and you do that and not only do you open up the pipe by doing that but if your pipe has been ghosted with other uh uh or starting to taste funny every time you smoke it, like you're yep. smoking the same thing, no matter what you put in there. You get rid of that cake, and that taste is going to go away. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, what about this? What about gurgle?
3: all you know dealt
0: with uh, pipe gurgle.
3: Yes. Dave has definitely uh, taught me a thing or two about gurgling.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I want to go there. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. So when your pipe gurgles, one of the one of the tricks that was showed me. Um, is that you tilt your pipe so that the, the pipe bowl is facing away from you and you continue to smoke it. And that will allow the uh, moisture that's gurgling to burn off and it will go back into the bowl and burn off. Mm-hmm. And that works for me very well.
0: Yep, that's a great one. That's a great one. Another thing you can do if you're getting a lot of gurgle, and especially if your pipe is straighter like this one is, that works really well for a, a pipe that's got a little more bend to it like that. You know, if you're getting a lot of gurgle, take a pipe cleaner, run it right through there while it's hot, while you're smoking. Get it all the way down to the bottom of the bowl, and that pipe cleaner is going to absorb a lot of the moisture that's down there. And then when you go back, no gurgle. It's gone. Mm-hmm. No gurgle.
3: Dave, didn't you also tell me about the rice grain as
0: well? Mm-hmm. You drop rice into your pipe? <laughs> like it's like it's sushi <laughs> or something? <laughs> Was, the- that, was yeah, that true, I, I, or was that
4: you
3: were blowing smoke at that point?
4: No, that was somebody else that said that, but I think we were both present.
0: What, What is A- this? T- I, I forget who it was that does I that. Don't name they, the person. Um, I'm not really sure I want them to be.
4: I'm not even sure what they said, but I don't think
0: they... I take sticky rice, and I put it into <laughs> the mouthpiece, and blow down, and then suck back real hard. <laughs> <laughs> i've never heard that no i don't think i
4: don't think he put the rice in his bowl no 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 all right maybe down his stem or something like that as like a filter or something Mm. but
3: okay moving on well i
4: guess you could try it right yeah i to build some of those saliva i'd never never put rice in my tobacco putting
0: putting food into your pipe is i don't think ever a good idea Mm -hmm. i could be completely (laughs) wrong but in my 20 something years of smoking a pipe i've never come across that idea not doesn't mean that somebody hasn't done it and it works and if some of you listeners out there know what dave is trying to reference let us know i'd love to know what this trick is but uh my tip is not to try that trick (laughs) at this moment in time um another thing that uh uh pipe smokers deal with is a uh, tongue bite mm. you ever dealt with that nick mm. you know your tongue, i just i just fight through it you, you're <laughs> I just I just fight, fight yeah. through yeah. it yeah you're you know but you know that means something is wrong if you're getting tongue bite you know your tongue is like you know on fire when you're smoking, oh, yeah. smoking something you too is fast. wrong <clears throat> it can be that it's too wet and if you're smoking aromatic tobaccos, they tend to come all heavily syruped or wet. I think of, like, a, a Lane BCA. You know, you, you fill a two-ounce bag of that, and it's like, you know, a quarter of the bag, whereas you fill it up with something that has no toppings on it at all, like Haunted Bookshop, and you're trying to get the, the zip shut on shoot, the yeah. on the bag because there's so much tobacco in there. It's just wet. Here's the thing. Wet things don't burn.
3: That's correct.
0: <laughs> and all that sugar and syrup and, and stuff that's that's giving the flavor to that tobacco is burning off, and that's going to get really, really hot. And that sensation is heat on your tongue, and your tongue is reacting by uh, what we call tongue bite. Um, it's also something that can happen if you are smoking it too fast.
3: Mm, that happens to me if a lot. If you're
0: smoking too fast, your tongue is going to start getting on fire. So use that, you know, as a, gauge, puffs. as a gauge to maybe slow down a little bit. It also can happen if you're packing your pipe too light. If you have not packed it tight enough, mm. it's going to get hotter. Yep. And so the smoke is going to get hotter and you're going to have a tongue bite there. Mm-hmm. And that leads right into one of my next tips here. And that is to use the heat of the bowl to help you know how you're smoking. Mm-hmm. you know, to, to gauge your cadence and stuff. When you are smoking at a good pace and getting the most out of your tobacco, the bowl is going to be pleasantly warm. Yeah. You know, you're going to like holding it in your hand. You can hold, and here's the thing, you can hold it up to your face and hold the bowl to your face and you're not going to get uncomfortable. You're not going to get burned. It's not going to, it's not going to feel bad. If a bowl is never getting warm at all, then it's not hot enough it, it, it isn't lit right it isn't getting enough uh heat to really make the tobacco burn right something's wrong so you need to maybe think about uh how it's lit or maybe it's packed a little too tight um if it's really really hot one of two things is going if it's if your bowl is getting hot to the point where it's hard to hold at the bowl and it's getting uncomfortable that means you're either smoking too fast and you need to slow down which is most of the time that's that's the best thing to do or that you have again not packed it Mm -hmm. tight enough and so all that heat is escaping and not getting trapped in the tobacco it's coming out through the bowl through the top because if this is if so if it's a really nice pleasant warmth you know this is a you know a nice warm stress ball this is this is what it is you'll love holding your pipe then you know you're doing it right but if you're if it's too hot you're smoking too fast slow down um another tip i like is what max still talked about the two finger method for oh yeah you, you want to talk about that nick no i do not you you do not <laughs>
3: cuz i don't know enough of it <laughs> you don't know enough of it. well i do it sometimes it's the but you're you do you're, it. you're creating you're creating pressure or you're creating suction so if you're i usually do it in a time where i may need a relight or i may need a a, a pack or a tamp to tamp it down mm-hmm. you can create suction if you put your two fingers on top of the bowl like so
1: mm-hmm.
3: and what that will do is compress everything and make some combustion
0: yeah it's like fanning a fire correct yes you know it, it does the same type of thing as, as fanning a fire does now
3: yeah.
0: all right so and you've already talked about your your nose oils and how, how i that, have uh, yeah does your pipe there so we your don't need to talk oils. about that All right, so are you ready for a little uh, would-you-rather? I would rather. Okay. Um, Would-you-rather have super-sensitive taste or super-sensitive hearing?
3: Ooh. Oh, boy. That is a good would-you-rather. Well me i love eating well i eat because it's a necessity obviously but i love i love to eat so for me it would probably be super sensitive taste because i smoke a lot during the day <laughs> And you have stop
0: smoking half the stuff you smoke if you had super sensitive taste.
3: I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. Because then everything would be just more vibrant and I would taste the, uh, you know what I mean, the steak and chicken and it would be just more steaky and chickeny? Yeah. Well, it would be more probably you know, grainy and I would just, it would be really interesting. I I can care less what another person is is saying, like over there. Uh, You know what I mean. For me, it would be the taste. I want to taste more. You'd want to taste. I'd want to taste more. I think I'd get more pleasure out of that than hearing every single little thing. Because you got to think this. uh, You know, if you have super sensitive hearing, then you're going to be hearing the fans on his on his tower. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be hearing Dave, his his, moving his leg. The you know you're gonna be hearing the the air cleaner, you know, super loud. It's gonna go. It's gonna drive you crazy. I would think. If anything, I'd want to hear less.
0: Yes. With <laughs> what? I'm, after that, Nick, I'm totally with you. I'd rather have super sensitive taste buds. Yeah. I do at want- least
3: at least with the the super sensitive super sensitive taste you can. Not eat for a little bit, and just drink water. But with hearing,
4: your your smells going to go up too because that's like a lot of your taste. uh, So when uh, someone farts from a mile away, you're going to be like, "Ooh." Well, it wouldn't
3: be it wouldn't be super sensitive (laughs) smell. It'd be just taste. taste. They're one and the same. Not necessarily, but with hearing, you really can't turn it off. You're hearing Mm. everything all at once all the time 24 7 turn it off all like of how time. would you how would you be able to sleep like i have the i have it's so like superman he can turn it off and off you know that's a fictional character no, superman you
0: can, can, you can turn you can, it off and off you can, you can, because he's uh, superman uh, yeah, yeah. he can turn it off and then turn it off turn again. it off and on but see <laughs> but, you
3: guys so all right so i live, <laughs> I, live I live next to a mosh
0: what a, a mosh you mean a marsh Marsh. whatever
3: marsh marsh whatever so i live a piece of my property runs over into you a can marsh. Tone it out. so what we have are these little frogs that call at night mm-hmm. so right now if i go home the tree frogs the tree frogs they're going crazy right now and in new hampshire it's it, it's everywhere i would not be able to sleep and i love my sleep i would not be able to sleep if i had to hear that all night long you can tone
0: it out would you would would you put what about headphones could you put headphones on noise canceling headphones maybe i would have to have
3: nothing i would have to have earplugs in a lot of the time you know what i mean like i could not eat (laughs) for like three hours four hours Mm -hmm. and not taste anything and be fine with that Mm -hmm. and then you know obviously have the super sensitive taste when i start eating and I would probably find that maybe a little annoying, but that can... I, mean, I have you, a window that I'm not...
0: You half a degree past where I like it. Exactly. You know better.
3: Exactly. But with hearing, <laughs> super
0: sensitive hearing, you can't
3: turn that off. You have to hear everything. If you're trying to talk to somebody and you're hearing all types of background noise that's going to be, you know, bombarding your eardrums, mm-hmm. you can't turn that off. You can't stop that. It's you right, can't you, stop you the noise of of the world you cannot
0: all right dave what about you what would you do dave well super sensitive hearing or super sensitive taste ah uh, it's a hard one for me dude you've had 10 minutes to think about it
4: mm. i'd probably i'd probably i don't know I
0: don't, I don't know that's my answer i'm never gonna ask you a question again. Mm. Well, I'm with Nick. I think I would go with the the super sensitive taste. I love tasting stuff. I'd love to be better at tasting stuff.
4: Well, see, I have tinnitus of the ears. My ears are always ringing. I wouldn't want to hear that any louder than it already is. So I'm pretty biased to having taste. But minus the tinnitus, Mm -hmm. I would probably have the super hearing.
0: You'd rather have the super hearing, all things considered.
4: All things considered. If it meant that my ears wouldn't ring anymore, then yes.
0: Mm. No, there you go. All right. So, what's what's our final thoughts here, though, on the Eric Stokeby Fourth Generation 2012 Anniversary Blend
3: with the whiskey? It's fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, it's. I couldn't expect anything less from from Mister Stokeby. It is. A fantastic blend. The the sweet pear that you get when you when you're drinking the whiskey, mm-hmm. it comes through a lot. Um, it's very good. The spice bomb that you get with the retro hail mm-hmm. is addicting, addictive, addictive.
4: It's addictive, yeah. It that's is. A, that's a word.
3: Um, and it's super smooth, just creamy smooth. Mm-hmm um little bit of bread note i got the bread note in there mm-hmm. very pronounced at the end and it's just it like i said i don't expect anything less from his blends they're just fantastic yeah. you know the 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 blends that he made for the morning afternoon and and evening blends
0: oh his bulk blends are fantastic
3: the bulk blends are just fantastic they every one has its own characteristic and it's and you know Obviously, you made it that way, but it they're just smooth, <laughs> obviously. obviously. Where, where,
4: where's the fantastic? I need some in this bag.
3: Um, But it's, it, like I said, I don't expect anything less from them. It, it's just fantastic. Blend. Mm. This is fantastic. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Dave, what's your final take on this?
4: It is a roller coaster ride of uh, spicy retro hail and a sweet uh, mouthfeel
0: awesome mm. that's a good way to describe it it's you know the, the spice on the retro is amazing yeah it's not an overpowering thing it's it's no. not something that you, it's something that you would look forward to doing it's ri- very very good and uh it just gets richer and sweeter and creamier as creamier it gets, yes. as it goes the down bowl the bowl is
4: developed very creamily that's not a word. <laughs> oh, my God. That's not a word. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, we will be back next week. Not entirely sure what we're doing. Our guest had to back out at the last minute, so we're still putting stuff together. But uh, regardless, we'll be here at 8 o'clock. Watch our Facebook page and our YouTube page to find out what's going to be on there. We will see you next week. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. Another day, another smoke. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at not just Blowing Smoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is not just blowing smoke.
1: Rolling with the top down.